welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey community, thank you so much for tuning in. The episode that you're about to listen to is actually from the online growing conscious community on Facebook. So some of you are a part of that community and of course I love that platform because it creates this beautiful opportunity to connect and share and communicate with you guys in a two-way stream instead of a one-way stream. So this episode has been taken from the Facebook platform and put onto the podcast because I know not all of us can meet at the same time and space. So I hope that you enjoy it, and as always, if you have questions or want to engage further, feel free to reach out to me at my website at amandabickham.com. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hello, beautiful community. Mm, wow. It feels, feels, if I can use my words right now, I'm feeling so much that the words are in a difficult space of becoming, but in this moment, it feels really beautiful to be here with you all the way from Thailand. Hello, Marilyn, nice to see you. Hello, Lynn. As many of you are starting to tune in, I love it that the women are showing up and I'm looking forward to having this conversation around this really deeply powerful, important piece which I feel is coming through on brotherhood. So for many of you who have been following my work and have been following me over the last year, you've seen, you may have tapped into this piece that I was really working a lot with men. I was really working a lot with wanting to help support our brothers And it was interesting because on the outside, it might have looked, I talked a lot about the Me Too movement and things of that nature, and on the outside, it might have looked like I was standing with the men only. And I was really standing with the men so that we could support the sisterhood as well. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's all connected. And I feel that there are so many people, coaches, um, teachers, workshop space holders who are really working with the sisterhood, really focusing on the sisters, women are rising, women in business, sisterhood, womb, red tent, all of this beautiful support for our sisters, which, wow, it's so incredibly beautiful to see and to feel. And yet I I felt when I was tuning in, I felt that there was so much happening for the sisters. And yet for our brothers, there was less. There was less support. There was less group gathering. 
there was less spaces being held for our brothers in a space where they could no longer compete and let go and let down these walls of competition and separation and really come together. Come together and hold one another and support one another as they are without needing to be or to do anything different. Nathan, brother, so good to see you. And so in this deeper understanding and this deeper desire to want to connect both the masculine and the feminine, men, women, people all over the place, everywhere, no matter what you are, no matter what you identify as, but to really bring this difference and energies back together, I started to want to work with and hold space for the men because I felt that that was lacking. I wanted to understand as a woman what was going on for our brothers. And for all of the brothers who showed up and have been showing up and have been, hello, Matt. Oh, so good to feel you. For all the brothers who've been contributing to this work and who's showing your voice and speaking up and coming to the men's circles, whether they were in person that I was hosting or online, I have deep gratitude for you for allowing me to come into your space and to be a silent observer and to allow you to be seen to allow me to see you, to really understand what's going on for you as a collective consciousness of men, of brothers, to understand what's really going on beyond the layers because there's so much patterning and programming that yes, we all really are working with both as women and men and just society in general. Ethan says, no more separation with my brothers. We are coming together here in big ways. Yes, keep holding space, sister. Thank you, brother. So I wanted to talk about, you know, why I feel that the brotherhood is absolutely crucial in reconnecting one mankind. And I want to share a bit of a, a personal experience that I had this last week with really seeing the power that the brotherhood holds in making the sisters feel safe. Because whether we speak about it or not, or whether you're aware of it or not, all the brothers who are listening, we are so incredibly in tune and insensitive and, and sensitive with the energies, the energies that the brothers hold, the energies that everybody holds, but specifically the male energy, masculine energy in general. And um, we feel it. And we feel when there's separation we feel when there's competition. Hello, Brother Jordan. And we also feel when there's connection, when there's inclusion. And so <clears throat> my experience um, this last week, I was a part of this temple. It was a tantric temple. And it was so beautifully done. It was such a sacred space beautifully held by my sister Pooja. And in the beginning, it was a three-day journey where we all allowed the walls to melt and we allowed ourselves to be seen fully, openly, and to be felt. 
And it's a sexual container. It's a sacred sexuality container. So it's, there is eros. There is this sexual energy that is flowing, which that also in our society has its conditions which keep us trapped of men need to do this and women need to do this and they need to act like this and you need to do this and all of these pre, you know, ideas, society's constructs, which again keeps us separate and keeps this 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 distance between us and connect, keeps us disconnected also from our sexuality oftentimes because there's not safety, especially for the women. I know men also, though, have shared with me that sometimes they don't feel safe. And for all the brothers who open up in that space with me and share your vulnerabilities, I thank you. So in this container, um, it was a three-day journey that we all chose to take with one another. Sisters who didn't know each other came together Brothers who didn't know each other came together. We spent some time really creating this bond between just the sisterhood and the brotherhood. And I can share from the sisterhood side of when we dropped in, when we became open, when we became so vulnerable, when we shared our fears about going into this container, when we shared our truths about where we've been and what we're still holding on to. And when we dropped in, in this space of vulnerability, all of a sudden, all of our judgments that we had when we all walked in the room of like, oh, she's prettier than me, you know, she has a better body than me, she's skinnier than me, whatever these things are, she must have be, be an expert at this, you know, I'm just a beginner. All of these judgments that go on inside our minds began to dissolve the moment that we became present with one another, became real, shared our vulnerabilities and shared our truths. And as women in this container, this sexual container, right? I don't know how many women have ever felt competition with other women, regardless of it being in a sexual container or not. Like we, this competition is for women and men. It's not just for men. I feel though it's stronger often in men because of the just even the energy, the testosterone and, and the, the hormone that, you know, is very rooted in the masculine energy. However, we feel it as women as well. We feel this competition, these judgments, these stories. And this is, you know, I feel like this is a very unconscious pattern that's running in our collective consciousness is this this competition, which is rooted in scarcity. While at one point along the way, we may have needed to compete <laughs> with each other. That was the story that we felt. I really feel that deeper, we probably didn't need to compete. It was just fear. It was fear of not enough. Hey, this is my land. <laughs> this is all I have, right? I, I, I need this. I need to protect this. But we're no longer in that place. There's a new paradigm that's coming. There's a new shift that's coming. And if you really listen into your heart, if you really listen into your soul, you'll know that this old story of competition where I need to be better than you, bigger than you, faster than you, stronger than you in order to prove my self-worth is damaging. I don't know if somebody actually really wants that here, but I'd love it if you said that you do want that, that separation, that competition, that judgment, that scarcity mentality if that's what you want, that's okay. And also I feel for the majority of us, we're ready to dissolve that. We're ready to come back to this deep inner knowing that there is enough. That there is always enough and that 
just because you may be thinner than me and I may have green eyes and you may have browned, it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. Just because someone is expressing their gratitude and appreciation for you doesn't mean that that same person doesn't have the same or different gratitude and appreciation for you. And so coming back to this, this experience that I had, the sisters within, you know, we all have these judgments, even though we're in this space to co-create one another, it's a programming that's going on. But the moment we dropped in and became vulnerable and became real with what our truth was, is the moment that all of a sudden we began to see each other as sisters. And we spent about 24 hours working on this sisterhood bond where we, we even stripped down and we were naked dancing with one another, seeing one another's bodies, appreciating one another's bodies, being held in this space of container of love, knowing that we were going to enter a sexual container where Eros was going to be present, where men were going to come into the space. And we were very all aware that there's this old, deep pattern that is still running in the collective consciousness of Scarcity and competition. And why this conversation is about the brotherhood right now. Hello, Eric. Good to see you, brother. Is because it was, in my experience, the brotherhood and how it was held and how it was contained and how it was connected to that changed the dynamic of everything for the sisters and for the container itself. So when, you know, the sisters, I feel like in general, sisters have have had a a lot less competition. Um, Not that there isn't competition, but in general, we've gathered, we've shared, and I apologize also for this noise in the background. I'm in Thailand and they always tend to do like the sweeping and the cleaning up when I'm, I'm doing lives or podcasting, but sorry. Um, so, you know, I feel like sisters in general, we've gathered a lot. We've gathered a lot. We've gathered around our, and I mean, history speaking, sisters have always come together more. We would bathe ourselves, you know, back in the Roman times, we would come together for ceremonies and, and oftentimes men would, they would come together as well, but oftentimes it was for, you know, manly things like hunting and and doing things of that nature. And over time, we've developed this mentality of scarcity as we started to abuse the earth and we started to realize that, well, when we take more than we need, we do run out, right? And so what happened in this space was the sisters were together. We were so open. We were so vulnerable. There was so much love. Like, wow, I've never felt such deep love for sisters. Um, True, like, I see you and I worship you and I honor you. And I see the goddess within you. And so a lot of us were really ner- nervous. We were worried about uh, when the brothers would come in, how this would change. And what I saw and what I felt and what I experienced was this really incredibly deep unity that the brothers came in as, as a unit, as brothers. Not as individuals who are looking to get something or to get somewhere, but as a unit who are there to support one another beyond the stories that would be played out in this temple space. 
they moved as a unit in the space. Although we were separate and although we mixed and we mingled, never once did I feel this scarcity mentality, this separation mentality, this, this disconnection, you're better than me, I need to you know, fluff my peacock feathers and do a little dance so that this attention comes on me and not you. In fact, there was, there was this beauty that was in this container of when a brother or a sister was connecting with someone that maybe you wanted to connect to, you could sit back and watch and reverence at the beauty and not feel as though, not take it personally, and not feel as though because this person was connecting with someone else, you didn't take it upon yourself. And it was this brotherhood that was the presence that gave the freedom of expression to be expressed in whatever way that it needed to be expressed in without this contraction, this fear, and the scarcity because the brothers had each other's backs. And it made a huge difference, a huge difference in the way that we could connect with one another and the way that we could open and the way we could express our love, our affection, our eros. And so often what I feel as a woman is you'll be in a space you can feel a male's, you know, attraction towards you. You can feel his opening up to that attraction. But then the moment that he feels as though someone else is coming in, there's like this, okay, how, how, can, I, how can I be more? How can I be better? Like, how can I show that, like, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'm better or I'm, I'm worthy. I want her to be with me over him and I can feel that he's also interested. And I'll tell you, that's one of the least attractive things to feel as a woman to feel that I'm being owned or possessed, it turns me off immediately. Because what it tells me underneath is the feeling of scarcity and the feeling of not enoughness. And that story that plays out in everyone in some way, shape, or form, but it's playing out right here, right now. And it also teaches me and it also shows me that there's this lack of feeling whole within and you're wanting to create something, some experience, some idea in the external to fulfill the internal. Which is a huge story in our collective consciousness, which I'm really working in this work, in this field of work to, to dissolve, to entangle. Because it doesn't feel good whenever we're searching for something or someone outside ourselves to fulfill us. Because guess what? Even if it happens for a moment, it will never be long-term. And this is the biggest piece that disconnects us from ourselves and from one another. And this week, I believe, it's either this week or next week, there's a podcast that is being released called How to Find Wholeness from Within and Understanding in order to develop the types of relationships you want, whether they be romantic, intimate, or sexual, it starts here. It starts within. And so, because there has been this scarcity mentality of I need to conquer and I need to do more and there's not enough, it's created a huge separation between all of us most importantly, within ourselves. 
separation of not enoughness within ourselves. And I really believe that we're being shown more and more that we create our reality. And so if we have this story running in our, in our minds, we take more than we need and then guess what? We do run out. And so why I believe that the brotherhood is maybe even the missing piece between really bringing us back to union is because when this when these layers of competition begin to dissolve, this opening, this invitation to open up, to feel safe, to feel connected, begins to take place. And yes, I'm speaking into this based upon a container which was held in the sexual realm. And it's far beyond. This was just a metaphor, a microcosm to the macrocosm. Right? So this was a huge reason why, why I started to just hold space for brothers. Because I felt that there was this you know, deep disconnection that many were feeling, many shared with me. I don't feel like I can open up to my, my brothers. I don't feel like I can really drop in and really be vulnerable. You know, I feel scared to do that. I feel disconnected. I feel whatever the story was. And so for all the brothers working here, I'm, I'm you know, sharing this message just so you can feel what it's like on the side of women and for all the women, the sisters who are listening, if there's something that's awake in a life for you as I'm speaking, like please, anyone, speak it into the space, right? This is a container where we come together and we share. It doesn't have to be the same as me. It doesn't even have to be in alignment with what I say. And if it is, then awesome, beautiful. Let's add that into this pot, this container that we're holding here collectively right now. And I just, I wanted to share this because I think, you know, there's a big miscommunication around what is desired between men and women, masculine and feminine. And I feel like if we can begin to become honest and open about that and transparent about that, then again, we can dissolve these layers that keep us separate instead of keep us unified. And I still do work with, with men. I still do at this moment host an online men's circle. And I'll be honest, you know, one thing that I see is that a lot more women are choosing to come forward. It's interesting. I had I went from 80% women to switching to work to men to 80% men to over the last several months, six months maybe, more women have been coming to me and say, I really resonate with what you're saying. And I want to do the work and I want to show up and I'm feeling my the inner voice of the spirit or the soul that's wanting to come forward and knowing that there's something bigger for me, something deeper that wants to be moved and created in my life. And so now it's like my practice is about 50-50, which is beautiful because ultimately that's my biggest intention in doing the work that I'm doing is helping individuals connect to themselves so that we can connect deeper with one another so we can come back to unity, back to union, back to harmony, back to love. But as a sister speaking to the brothers, there is nothing more attractive 
and more inspiring than seeing brothers let down, let go of the walls of separation, become vulnerable with one another and open up to the abundance mentality instead of the scarcity mentality. Thomas, beautiful brother. And when, you know, I can hold as much space as I want to, but if there's not that laying down the swords and stepping in, then it doesn't make much of a difference. And so for the brothers here who are watching it, and I don't think that, you know, I like competition is fun. It's exciting. And I'm not saying that competition needs to dissolve. Hello, Ashley. It's been beautiful to feel your energy on my lives and my posts lately. I just am creating an invitation to ask you if it's possible to lean in to brotherhood. If it's possible to actually put down your sword and step into this place of open-heartedness with your fellow brothers. Because when you do that, you allow the sisters to do the same because the masculine is the presence. It's the container through which the feminine can create. And when there's separation between you guys, we feel that. But when there's unity between you guys, we feel that as well. We're very soft and in tune with that subtle layer. And so if you don't have a brother circle, I'm going to be bringing on Joshua Hathaway, who does a lot of really powerful men's work. And I've been bringing on different people who are involved in men's work. And of course, I still hold the container as of right now, the online container for men. And um, you're invited to that as well. This isn't about that promotion. Whether you choose to want to connect in that way or not, that's your choice. And I invite you to search for deeper connections with your brothers, to search for men circles in your area, to search for men who are doing the work, who are showing up and becoming models for how it is to move beyond our scarcity blockages, or women who are happy to hold that space as well. Ashley says, was just talking about this today because of you, all the people coming together as one. We need the unity and perspective. Yeah, Ashley, I just shared a little bit of a, a little bit further back. Maybe when I finish, you can go back and kind of um, hear about this experience that I had with the sisters and the brothers connecting and this power of sisterhood and how it's just amplified when the brothers come in and in union as well. Because oftentimes that's what happens when the masculine and the feminine get together. There's this fear and this scarcity and this, you know, um, struggle of power dynamics. But when we can just drop into the heart space and drop into this surrendering and this knowing that there is enough, that there was always going to be enough, there will always be enough as long as we know that. Because we're creating our reality right here, right now. Then we come back to this unity consciousness. Yeah. So... Yeah, if this resonates with you, if this is something that touched you, if you were with me during this full transmission, I invite you to share it. Because again, the way that we come together is by sharing information that inspires and empowers us and helps us to connect. And if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling disconnected, if whether you're a sister listening to this and it's like, yeah, but I still don't trust my sisters or a brother listening to this and it's like, yeah, but there's, there's no way. There's just too many blockages within me. I invite you to to do the inner work, to find help, to support yourself to do the inner work, whether it's by a coach, a mentor, a workshop, something. It's a big part of the work that I do with my clients, whether they're coming for physical issues or mental, emotional challenges or even business challenges. It's all about the inner work. It's all about the inner work, connecting to the self, dissolving 
the disconnection between your own man and your own woman. And I have another podcast coming out this week. Might already be out actually around again the man and the woman. It's a one of them is um, to how to to reconnect to your inner goddess. And it's interesting. I know a lot of women are going to tune into it. And I speak directly to the men also because there's an inner god and goddess within all of us. And worshiping her and acknowledging her and giving her space is incredibly important. And that's one thing that happened in the men's circle. I wasn't holding space for the men. I was with the women. But I talked to one of the space holders and he said, you know, a lot of men feel like we need to be more manly in these men's circles and come in more into our masculine and really like do masculine things. But I really feel like we need to drop further into our heart spaces and further into the feminine. And that's what really unites us as brothers. And I saw that. And I feel that too. And that's why I feel like it was, I felt called to hold some men's circles just to help to create that container for feminine to show up and to be expressed and connected to. Thomas says, most men have less motivation as a whole to do the work because women have been oppressed and held down. Men have had a world that has set us up for them to succeed. Wow, so beautiful and poignant. There are a lot of men who want to do the work and are looking for the space. Thank you for providing that. Oh, wow, you said some really powerful things that I didn't even think about, I haven't thought about until now about in that way. Of course, it was in the subconscious, but yeah, men have been provided with this platform to do the work of the masculine, which is the doing right and it's it's where it's a it's a man's world it's been built for them to succeed so i can feel that there's this kind of fear or maybe this resistance or this unknowing of how to tap into that inner work side and women because we have been you know not in an environment that really allows us to flourish on the external we've really allowed ourselves to cultivate this space on the internal thank you so much brother for pointing that out and sharing that it's been so beautiful to have you in the space and coming to the men's circles and just being alive in the posts and the videos like I feel your presence and I feel you showing up and it really makes a difference and just remember for all of you guys whether you're a sister listening or a brother listening that when you do the work when you honor you when you become selfish you honor everything and everyone else around you being selfish is the one of the most harming ways that we view ourselves in spaces as a society, as a collective. The the word selfish is, is incredibly damaging, I feel, because there's a big difference between being selfish and honoring yourself and knowing that when you take care of you and when you invest in you, that you invest in everything and everyone else around you. You cannot take care, and this is for the women especially, but the men too, you know, it's like, we feel these, the, the need to take care of everyone else and in doing that we don't take care of ourselves and we end up in stress, we end up in burnout, our bodies break down and uh, then we become even more disconnected. Thomas says, some men have the fear that if we are seen in doing the work we are weak. Absolutely, 100%. And this is where that brave vulnerability where you step into the circle and you say, I'm ready to let my fucking pride down. I'm ready to surrender my ego because it's my ego that keeps me separate from myself and from others. And it's my ego story that keeps playing out, that keeps creating these old stories of separation. 
Ashley says, healthy self equals heal thyself. Ooh, girl. Put that one down. <laughs> That's beautiful. Absolutely. Jordan says, I'm so hung up about this. Brother, would you like to share a little bit? What are you hung up on? I think that you being just saying that in general is a piece of vulnerability, which is really beautiful, and it can help others who are listening to this as well. So I would love to hear a little bit about what it is that you feel in that space. And Jordan, I know you didn't make it to the last men's circle, but your brother Thomas was there as well. So it's great to see you guys connecting. Um, self-care, okay? What are you hung up on about self-care? Can you share? Because this is for everyone. And again, this is just an example. It seems so pompous, okay? Can you tell me more about that? What, what, what is the story in your mind that is telling you that it seems pompous? Because I think that there's a really big um, shadow side also to the self-care industry. Envy. Tell me more. Give me more about that. Because... Because there's, there's, you know, everything that we are, the, the story that's running in our mind is just our own story. So, so I think to self-care, right, there's, there's a whole self-care industry. And anytime you, you know, most times that you make an industry out of something, it, it loses its integrity often. It loses its truth. It loses its depth. It's like, oh, I'm going to self-care, so I'm just going to, like, you know, paint my nails and, um, you know, put a mask on and get a massage. Jordan says the thin line between smug and give it to us, brother. Give it to us. There's a big difference between self-care and taking care of thyself and honoring thyself. The most important thing anyone could ever do for self-care is exactly what we did last night, Jordan. Give yourself time and space. We do not give ourselves enough time and space. And the biggest thing, that you, what's, the, what's the best gift that anyone could ever give you? Their presence. Their 100% undivided, I am here with you right now. You are the only thing that is on my mind. You are the only thing that is in my sphere. The biggest gift you could ever give yourself is the presence. But we have this story that we need to keep doing in order to feel that we are enough. Which again is the unhealthy masculine. The need to do more, to be more. The self-care is not about what you're doing. Although yes, there are aspects of honoring your body and worshiping yourself that can help you to bring that in. But self-care is about taking space, owning your self-worth, owning yourself, the space to take up for yourself so that you can feel, so that you can connect, so that you can be real, so that you can dissolve the layers of bullshit. Right? Self-care, taking care of the self, honoring the self is when you honor the body. When you become aware of the words that you're saying to yourself, which is what we've worked on a lot, Jordan. What are the words that I'm telling myself? Am I using I need to and I should 
be doing something because when you say you need to do something or you should do something, guess what you're doing? On the subconscious layer, you're telling yourself, I'm not enough. And then you wonder why you see that there's not enough. Not enough time, not enough energy, not enough love, not enough women, not enough men, not enough whatever. It's the story that we're telling ourselves that creates the reality that we perceive to be true. When you begin to spend time with yourself, to invest in yourself, in your time, in your energy, in your money, whatever it is, in truly getting to know thyself, all of that shit comes to the surface. And you begin to see it as something that's not you, but a part of you that you can change. Jordan says, nobody likes the vegan or the silist, cyclist, because they seem chickish, clickish. Oh, clickish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's something that, like, um, we are oftentimes wanting to claim to identities because it makes us feel more connected. I'm a vegan. I'm a yogi. I'm a whatever, you know, like I'm an atheist. But really all that is, if you look deeper, it's just people wanting to feel a part of something bigger. Like I need to attach to something, to, to, to an identity, because I don't feel um, like I'm whole within myself, right? Um, my brothers would laugh at me if they knew I had a life coach. Yeah, that's their own insecurity. Because anybody who really honors themselves and is ready to take responsibility realizes that there are people in this earth, in this world, who are here to help them. And that when you can humble yourself, we can't see our shit. You know how many coaches I've had? You know how many trainers I've had? You know how many teachers I've had? Mentors I've had? I'm not where I am because I didn't ask for help. And if you, if, if you get stuck in this old story of I'm weak if I ask for help or support, you're preventing yourself from fully stepping into what it is that you have the ability to become. Because if it was all about you, then you'd be the only person here. But it's about the collective. It's about support. It's about honoring. It's about humbling yourself. It's about releasing shame and guilt. We carry so much shame and guilt as a collective consciousness of needing to do more, needing to be more, needing to be better. Let that down and allow the support and the love of others who can see you in your highest potential. Jordan, the work that you've done in the past two months has been incredible. And yes, there's still more to do, as there is for all of us always, all the time. But seeing even you coming on here and sharing your truth, that's powerful, brother. You sharing your truth gives space and permission for others to feel that they can take space and share their truth as well. And that's the power of taking the space and honoring yourself and getting to know yourself. And this is the real work the self-work but anyway now I'm going off of the brotherhood and on to the bigger picture which is also a big part of it so ultimately I just wanted to talk about from a woman's perspective why I feel that the coming together of men is so important and why I was hosting in-person men's circles and why I'm also still hosting at this point online men's circles to create space for men to come together and drop their swords and open their hearts and see what can come through in that, in that deep, deep vulnerability. And not, it doesn't just happen for you. You don't just feel more connected to yourself and to your brothers, but the whole collective feels that. And us women start to feel safe too. 
And when we feel safe, we feel juicy. And we feel beautiful. And we feel that we can express. And who doesn't like a juicy, beautiful woman? I know I do. Ah, well, thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And if you caught me in the middle, I invite you to go back to the beginning. You can hear more about... There's a little more on topic there. But I love that you guys come in and that you share this space. You know, sharing the online space with the online family is, is really powerful. And I really feel you guys when you show up. And there's been so many of you who keep showing up for the lives. And you guys have created an online community. My dream, you know, two years ago was to create an online conscious community. And that's happened. And it's happened because people like you, Thomas, and Jordan, and Ashley, and Lynn, and Donna, and people show up and they comment, and they share their truth, and they share their vulnerability, and people can see that, and people can connect to that. And then they share more. And it happens when you share these videos also. I don't ask you to share these videos because I want to be seen all over. I ask you to share these videos because I feel that if there's something that resonates, other people are also looking for these messages and these connections as well. And there's a lot of bullshit on social media. And I really want to be uh, uh, someone who can actually add value to this incredibly powerful platform instead of take it away and distract your attention and divert it. So if this did resonate, I do invite you to share it. And I'm, and I'm so incredibly grateful for you sharing your energy and your presence with me, whether it was for the entire thing or just for part of it. You make a difference. What you do make, makes a difference. And how you show up in the world makes a difference. So thank you. A deep bow. Humble gratitude to all my brothers and sisters. I see you. I feel you. I honor you. Until next time. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.